0: Welcome to The Fight with Teddy Atlas. I'm Ken Rideout, joined as always by legendary trainer and Hall of Fame broadcaster, the great Teddy Atlas. And today we've got a very special guest, Boston's own, Boston's finest, Irish Mickey Ward, former WBC Super Lightweight Champion of the World. Which one? WBU. WBO? You. WBU, Champion of the World. Close enough. (laughs) (laughs) Close enough. Oh, WBC, WBU, the ABC light, super letter. lightweight champion it's of the world.
1: Yeah. What's a letter when you have a special fighter? <laughs> the best,
0: the best. My favorite fighter of all time. You know, that gets
1: to a point, really. It's funny because I I remember one time I was calling a guy on ESPN a champion and people were saying, but they, you know, he's no longer got the belts. I said, you don't need them. The people know who the champion is. The people know who the best fighters are. And there were certain fighters that didn't need a belt. Uh, because of the way they fought, because of the excitement that they brought into the arena to the fans. You know who they were? They were a guy he knows real well, Arturo Gatti. He didn't need a belt. He, it didn't matter. As long as he, he was in the ring, people were going to come. Mike Tyson, again. It, 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 and proof is in the pudding later in his career when he was way past himself. He didn't have, he didn't need a belt. He still drew people because of the way he fought in the ring, because of what the people, at the end of the day, is the people that decide. People, people know what they know. People know what they want. They know what they like. And, um, there was another guy that was like that. We happen to be very fortunate to have him next to us. Mickey Ward. They didn't care what alphabet letters were attached to the belt. That's they cared, right. they cared about him and what they were going to see
0: because of him. And they knew what they were going to see because they They knew they were going to get an exciting fight and definitely get their money's worth. And we'll mm-hmm. talk about one of the fights where um one of the commentators was saying they weren't getting their money's worth until, mm-hmm. like you said, Mick, you won one second of the entire fight. And it was the yeah. only second that mattered. And that fight was exactly. in um, 1997 against Alfonso Sanchez. You were fighting and, um, Jim Lampley, Larry Merchant and Roy Jones, they were at one point. I, I don't know if it was, I think it was Merchant said, someone should stop this fight. Mickey's taking a beating. He's getting destroyed. Stop it. Roy Jones said, wow, we should probably get our money back for this one. I think it was the seventh round and he was putting it on you and you hit him with one body shot and you could see him react. And Roy Jones said, Oh, that was a pretty good body shot there. First thing, first nice. Shot, Mickey's landed. Mm-hmm. Probably ten seconds later, you hit him with another one. Perfect signature, Mickey Ward left hook to the ribs. Down goes Alfonso. The minute he hit the deck, Roy Jones said, he ain't getting up," and he right. didn't get up for about two more minutes. Right, and I, when he went down, it's funny. You know, is
2: when he went down, right, I'm I'm looking at him like, "Come on, get up!" Right, but in my head, I'm saying, "Please don't get up. <laughs> Please don't get up!" Right, and <laughs> <'Cause Daddy, laughs> he didn't get up. I go "Yeah," but I was like, "Damn." because he punched hard, you know, because I I was, that particular fight, I just started off moving, and I never really moved that much without punching, and it was just my bad of the way I was fighting, I just couldn't get going, I just, for some reason, I don't know, but I wasn't going to quit, and I was taking a beating and stuff, but uh, I'd rather take a beating and quit, you know, and I'll take that every day of the week, take a beating before quitting, and um. And if I would have gave in, I would have stopped it because they wanted to stop it in my corner a few times. And I said, "You'd stop this, I'm, you know, I'm gonna <laughs> go nuts, son." They didn't stop it, but if they if they did stop it and I did quit, my career would be over. I, I'd be nowhere now. That's you right. Know, so, luckily, I didn't. Was
0: Dickie in your corner in that fight, Dickie Ecklin?
2: No, he was at camp then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know
1: what I was saying, I always say, Mick, when I was doing all the ESPN fights at ringside, now I do the sports and stuff, but I always say that. And, and you could verify this and you could speak to this probably better than just about anybody. I always say that it's harder to quit than it is to fight. Because if you quit, you got to live with that for eternity.
2: Exactly. Like we were talking earlier, Ted, how about the quit and then um, no quit? Um, you got to live with it. You live in your own body. You know, people can say, oh, there's that, but. You know either if you can go more, or you can't. And if I quit, if I stop fighting, which, you know, maybe I could have said, you know, I don't want to fight. I have to live with that every day. I look at myself in the mirror. I got to know that, you know, I quit. Everyone, knows, hey, Mickey, yeah, this, that. But when you look in the mirror, it's just you. You're in your own skin. You're like, can you accept quitting? I couldn't. I, I couldn't. So I, and that's why I never quit. Yeah, would no, quit.
1: And, and the fighting, the reason I always have that saying, um, it's harder to quit than it is to fight. The fighting's only going to last another moment. You never know. But I the, the the most, the most that it can last is 30, 36 minutes. Right. I mean, that's the 12 rounds, right? So exactly. Is that 12 times three, right? It's still, yeah, right. still 36, right? Yeah. I mean, that's, that's the most it can last. 36 minutes. You haven't done something harder in your life. Then right. keep yourself together and push through things. If you haven't, you probably will someday. And as I always say to fighters, there's certain things in life that, you know, we can control, but there's certain things we can't. And there's certain things that are going to happen in life. You might lose somebody close yes, to you exactly. and, and you can't control that. But those 36 minutes in the ring. You can control that. You can control, right. You can control how you act, the choices you make. Right. And exactly. you always made the right choices. You always found a way. That's what makes you special. Yeah. You always found a way to control Mickey Ward. Forget
2: about the mm. other guy. You didn't control him all the time. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Right, but you, exactly. you controlled <laughs> Mickey Ward, right? Yes, I did. And um, sometimes I things went longer than I should have let him or I didn't do certain things I should have done at that moment, Ted. But I always found a way, and I just always kept that in the back of my mind that I can keep doing. I can do it. I can do it. You know, I never, I never quit on myself inside. Because once this. you say inside and you're putting in your mind, that you're tired, or you can't beat the guy, or whatever, you're done. It's yeah. like running. You guys know you're in. <laughs> once you say I'm tired, you're tired. Yep. You can't make that turn back around. And say, okay, I'm not tired no more. Yep. You're tired. You're not gonna keep going. So if you say you you heard or this or that, you you gonna quit? The thing I always kept that faith with Alfonso.
1: Mm-hmm. The thing with that fight was that let's just say that you had. Oh. oh, it's all right. That's okay. We can't quit, but we can shut the phone off, right? <laughs> See, we control. No, no, it's okay. We it's good proof again. We 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 control things. We can control that phone. Now, That's right. right? <laughs> Listen in that fight. The thing was that there was a lot of moments. I mean, you just talked about how Merchant and Lampley were saying and Jones was saying, and rightfully so from what they were saying, we're not knocking them. I mean, it right. was saying what they were saying that this is a one sided fight and, you know, maybe they should stop this fight. Mm-hmm. And if you, the only one that had mattered wasn't saying that was you. Right. It didn't matter what they were saying because if here's the, the thing about it, if you had said it and you had, given in and submitted and gone mm-hmm. along with that. And any time, you have plenty of times to do it. Right. You never, to my point, you would have never known how close you were to landing that punch. Exactly. <laughs> you yeah, were, right. Think about it. 10 seconds before. Let's go back mm-hmm. in time. 10 seconds. Not, not a year before. Not a month before. Not an hour before. Right. 10 seconds before that. You were getting hit shots. You weren't feeling too good. No, I don't and, and if you gave in 10 seconds earlier yeah. to that feeling... You never would have got to where you got to.
2: Exactly. So, so you th- never know what's gonna where it's going to turn. Exactly. That's why you always got to keep in the back of your mind, I can do it. I can do it. I can do it. And it's just, I don't give a shit if I was dazed or what. I just think I can do it. Sometimes I've gotten hit and I thought I was in a different world. I don't know. But I kept going and I came out of it. I wasn't going to, you know. But that's, you know, see, that's I came I, out of it. And by sticking with what you're doing when you're in that moment. I just fought through it somehow.
1: But that's to the point that it's harder to quit than it is to mm-hmm. fight. Because yes. not only because you live with it for eternity, if you quit, I mean it doesn't go away. Right. But the moment of fighting goes away. Not not only thirty-six minutes. It, the hard part of a fight could be twenty seconds. Yeah. The storm of a fight, you've been in a lot of storms. <laughs> <The laughs> exactly. storm, yeah. Right? The storm of a fight could be twenty seconds. Right. So you're gonna give in for for 20 seconds. Right. You're not thinking of it that moment because that 20 seconds feels like it's going to
2: last for 20 years. Yeah, 100%. Exactly. Yeah, you just got to keep fighting through it and it's just take them as they come, to, I guess. To it's bring like, the
1: magnitude of this a little more, mm-hmm. say the record of uh, what Alfonso Sanchez's record was because it was, if I remember correctly, it mm-hmm. was was all knockouts. It was like 15 and over 15 knockouts, yeah. something like that. I mean, I, just for the people at home. To,
0: to really hear that record, he was 16-0 and 0 at the time. And I think he had, one second, I think he had, yeah, 16, uh, sorry. Yeah, 16-0 and 0 at the time with uh, 15 knockouts. 16-0 and 0 with 15 knockouts. Yeah.
1: Right.
2: Yeah. And obviously they thought I was going to be number 16, 17-0 oh, or whatever it was. Until you uh,
0: hit him with that shot, it looked you like know, you were going to be.
2: Yeah, but I just knew I could, if they, they didn't stop it on me, if I just knew I... Some reason I just knew I could do it, Ted. I just knew that if you just, I took a lot of punches, like get, make, getting that in close to, I didn't want to get in that close, but I had to get in. Guy said, I got to do something or the fight, I'm going to stop the fight. So I kind of got like, not pressured, but I did actually get pressured, but I had to do something. And I said, well, what I got to give me a round or two. I'm going to go out and I'm going to see if I can land something. And I did. But I never gave myself a chance because I didn't stay here long enough. I was moving too much. For, for what reason? I don't know. That fight, that
0: fight to me kind of um, summarizes your whole career. It seems like you're getting beat, you're getting beat, even if it's just in one fight, and boom, big shot, never quitting Mm -hmm. on yourself and never giving up. And it's a a testament to the kind of person you are. And I'm going to get into a little bit of your, um, Background now, and only because we share very similar um, <laughs> similar path in life. Back in um, 1989, I started working at the uh, House of Correction in Billerica as a yes. correction officer. Like a week after I graduated high school, and um, two years later, I see Mickey Ward coming in in a uniform, and uh, mm-hmm. you know, I said, "Dude, is that Mickey Ward, the fighter?" Not no, as an in, in, inmate. You, no, no, no. In, Make in, that clear. I'm going to get into that. I'm going to get into he, that. He, let's
1: say it again. Mickey Ward came in as a guest, as
0: a as a guard. Yeah, no, no, as a guard. Uh, oh, as he a guard. worked there as yes. a correction yes. officer. We both didn't even knew that part yes. of yes. yeah. history. This now is the part of the movie that I that I that I would have changed is like told more of that that story because what's interesting about that, and you and I grew up in similar circumstances. I, I grew up for the most part in Somerville. You were in Lowell. Mm-hmm. I used to call Lowell and Lawrence like Somerville with trees. Exactly. And, um, there we both probably had in addition to our siblings, probably a bunch of family members that were inmates there. So I always tell the story when I walked in there, um, Guy Barry Hiltz comes running over, an older guy from the neighborhood, but like a big tough Irish guy, picks me up on his shoulder. The first day, I'm 18. I'm in my prison guard uniform, on, and he starts running around with me. And Mick, you know, people have this envision this like Shawshank Redemption style. Like, mm-hmm. no, 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 this is like a, a, a reform school for fresh kids in high school. <laughs> like they're punking the teachers, mm-hmm. only it's the correction officer. It's it's yeah. not like this. Right. It wasn't so the state. Yeah, yeah, and and calming. and you were uh, Dicky was in there, no secret before, and then thank God not while you were working there, and then after you were there, and my brother was there shortly after I stopped I had a working that there. Was in there when yeah, I, was yeah cool. oh, I had a bunch of cousins, yeah. uncles. How old did you work
2: there? I, didn't, never I was um, nineteen eighty nine. I was um, twenty six, twenty six to twenty. Have you ever had it maybe with a laptop so bad? No. Oh. oh, I would like to. I would like to <laughs> a few guys, but uh, one kid uh, drove me nuts, but. Uh, <laughs> That was it. No one ever bought them, you know. You know? Nah, the funny story when I went when I first went there, they take you for now they take you down a tear to, yeah. to like um, you know, to see like the the tears like and you know like the you, long hallway the with inmates on place. both sides. It's very
0: intimidating the first time you walk right. into an adult I, men's prison. I was prison.
2: used to it. I, I I know I've been up to them before. You know, I go visit people. But, um, <laughs> and um, so I. I'm walking down and a couple of kids. Hey, Mickey, how much time do you get? Right. And the guy and the people taking me on the walk, I'm like, you know him? You know him? <laughs> That's how do you know exactly him? right. I you know him. I'm like, well, I grew up with him. And he goes, like, oh, yeah, you grew up with this kid too. You grew up with that kid too. And all the kids from like, the, well, I used to go live in Lowell and roll in the Acre. And um, they were starting to was think funny. you were wearing the wrong uniform. Yes, exactly. That's exactly you know, right. And, and um, luckily, you know, I wasn't not wearing that wrong uniform.
0: No, no, like, but the guards, know? the guards were starting to think Oh, yeah,
2: he's looking amazing. He how the hell you know him? To like, me, working you know
0: there, Mick, the worst part about working it was there great. was the other guards were 90% worse than the, than the inmates. Mm-hmm. The ball busting and the like, almost like hazing, not like, listen, I'm never going to let myself get bullied. I'd rather be dead. Right. But it wasn't easy. Like, you know, I was like a young kid out of high school. These union guys, we were there for like filling in for um, summer help so they could take vacations. And... Man, when you think the inmates are trying to get you and the guards, you don't think they have you <laughs> back, it's in a lonely place being in there, man. And it, it, believe it or not, the only people that I ever really associated with or had any like lighthearted moments with there were inmates that grew up in my neighborhood or that I knew from the streets out right, Like, right. you know, we'd walk around the ball field for two hours, chit right. chat We had and more in common with them than ex- did everybody else. Exactly. You know? you know, they were, they were like because anything. There's good guys in there. You know, that
2: that not is. against them, but most, most of the guys were, from good neighborhood, neighborhoods and good families. You know what I mean? Yeah. And people that, you know.
0: Yeah. You know, not someone that people, your families has been in jail. Exactly. And like this was almost so like, were, how do you know all these inmates? Yeah. Like, oh, you know, I'm probably one step away from being there myself. Yeah. I just, like you said <laughs> yeah. about the fight though, I just never quit on myself. I always felt like, no nah, man, I'm not, I'm going to keep doing the right. I, like, I know I'm getting out of here. Mm-hmm. I know I'm getting out of this situation. Like, yeah, that I was yeah. in. Yeah. I
1: know I'm gonna I have a podcast in my future. <laughs>
0: <laughs> with the great Teddy, <laughs> Teddy If you told me last year I'd be sitting here with Teddy Atlas and Mickey Ward, I would have said you're effing crazy. I'd better have I'd have a better chance of uh winning the middleweight world title.
1: Mickey, talk a little bit about you're known well from you're known for your toughness. And your chin, your toughness and your resolve, your character, you know, the choices you make in the ring. Uh, Some of that got formed in the gym, obviously, but some of it got formed in other places. Talk about where it got formed.
2: You know, Ted, people say that um, I really don't know because I'm really a good guy outside of the ring and this that
0: and salt of dirt can i just say dark. one thing even when song. i worked in the jail right. mickey was literally one of the nicest guys i had ever met no bullshit the guy didn't have a problem with anyone he was right. just a nice guy but where did it where did the, I don't know. Well, it, the
2: thing is is when i get toughness. when i get it see the thing is is when i get in that ring it's different it's i just i get different i get goosebumps now thinking about it i get different it's just i don't want to lose i, I want to hurt you more than you want to hurt me in there I'll, I'll go out and have a bill year After I'll have whatever. You know Where what I mean? Where did that come from? I don't know. It's I don't know if it was just I don't I don't know. I don't know if it, who it's from. Why it's, why I, mean, I have. It.
1: You want your wind to get better, you do road work, right? Yeah. You want your jab to get better, you hit the bag with your jab. You want mm-hmm. your muscles to get bigger, you pick up some weights. But you want your resolve. You want your intestinal t- fortitude to, to, to grow. Right. Things happen to you. Sometimes it's things
2: you didn't yeah, even think Yeah, maybe about. some things happened to me when I was younger. Maybe I maybe like that's tough, you know, strong, you know, my, mentally and stuff, you know, um, right. you know. I had a book that was out. Yeah. Things that happened to me younger.
1: Talk about some of them.
2: And, you know, when I was a kid, you know, growing up and uh, things that happened to me with another g- g- person and it made me stronger instead of whatever, you know what I mean? Instead of
1: Talk about those things. If you, you, know, yeah, I, I know, you know, yeah, like no, I was abused. No,
2: I don't give a shit. Okay. Tell you. Uh, you know, I was uh, actually abused younger and it made me stronger. People say, like, some people go to doing it. Like, how could someone hurt a kid or want to do that to a kid? I, I'd, I, I'd literally do time myself and, and hurt somebody that tried to hurt a kid or a woman or an older person. You know, so I think maybe something like that made me just as tough mentally going through that. You know what I mean, Ted? Um, it's yeah. not something like I don't, I don't really talk about, but it's it's just life, and I think that's what made me hard nosed and inside the ring, you know, it's still funny outside this that, but that's what made me like not give a that's, f about the person in front of me or what, you know. Yeah,
1: there's no doubt about it yeah. that, that
2: was. You know, the thing about the heart, people say, oh, Mickey Ward, he got the biggest heart in boxing. He's got this. We all have the same size heart here. It's. It's the will to endure things, to take things, like not not like get cut, get busted up. It's your will to endure it and keep going through it. Where you think you're gonna die, like oh, I'm so tired and you're not gonna die. You might pass out, but you're not gonna die. Somebody will pick you up, the referee or somebody. You that's, know what I mean? You get to a hospital whatever. That's very but true. But you gotta
0: keep going. That's what I had. You know? It's a good lesson for people listening. If Mickey Ward can do these things like you said, everyone's heart's the same size. Mm-hmm. It's all mental. If you tell yourself you can do it, you never know whether you can or you can't. You never know, you know when you're one you, more step away. You know when you can't mm-hmm. do
1: it, Like Yeah. There's one time that you really can't do it. You know when it is? What's that? When you say you can't do it, like you just said. Exactly. That, I mean, that really, it's that simple sometimes. I mean, yeah. we don't even know what we can do because half the time we stop before we get to that place. Right, and
2: that's the people get scared of like going to that like dark place they never been. I wasn't scared of going to that place because I don't know why I wasn't scared. I just because you've been going. there? Because you've been there. Yeah, exactly. Maybe I was in it. Exactly. You know, internal I was there, Yeah. so I didn't care. Yeah, well, you know? it got you to a good place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the can of Stoda. Yeah, short sure <laughs> Yeah. No, it sure did. Yeah, you know what I mean.
1: Got gotcha. you
2: not in here, but I- I'm here. <laughs>
1: got to, got you to um, some of the biggest fights in the history of this it sport. Did. Oh this yeah, sports it around did. 200 years. You're not that old, are you? Sometimes I feel like it. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> no, no, but but you are. No, you're right, right, and and you know I'm I'm a son of a gun when it comes to uh, I I I usually favor the older era. When there were guys around that had 300 fights and, you know, mm-hmm. uh, guys that there were so many great fighters fighting each other, you know. But every once in a while, there's great fighters around today that match up in any era, you know. Not a million of them, but, but there was some. And I'm very tough on saying that a fighter is great or that a fight is great. It might be very good, mm-hmm. but it, it takes a lot of elements to the fight to be great. And, and to fit in with some of the fights of the guys back in the era where you had the best fight the best, and you had guys that had 200, 300 pro fights, mm-hmm. had 110 knockouts. Mm-hmm. Like people like Henry Armstrong, mm-hmm. who held the featherweight, the lightweight, the welterweight, and really the middleweight. He actually fought Severino Garcia. He, he fought a draw, but he got robbed. Mm-hmm. So he would have owned four full not junior, four weight class titles, and he defended all three, the three he had simultaneously. So I, I'm, I'm favoring that era a little bit. But every once in a while, there's a fight that there's no denying. It fits in any era, and it's one of the greatest of any era in a sport that's 200 years old. You own one of those fights. Yeah. You're the author. You're the, <laughs> author. You're the author of one of those fights, and yeah. I have no problem saying it. Maybe the greatest fight I ever saw—I mean, there's like three or four of them—but mm-hmm. maybe the greatest fight I ever saw was Mickey
2: Ward or Terrell Gatti won. Yeah, it's uh, you know, it's funny because, you know, you look at it like that, said, yeah, you know, am I a Hall of Famer? No, but you know, I, I know I left everything out there. I'm, 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 I'm part of history, like I um, You know what I mean? uh, Things will never be forgotten that I did. One of the
1: greatest fights in the history of the sport, and it may be the greatest round, the Mm -hmm. ninth round. Oh, for sure. That round stands up with maybe a head, but it stands up with any round in the history of the sport. Right. Any argument out there, any argument
2: from you people out (laughs) there, feel free to say it, but you know what? I think you're wrong. I think you're wrong. (laughs) Well, that's good. See, now I'll never go back to the thing where if I gave up, That never would have happened. If I gave in against Sanchez, none of this would have happened. So, that's why in that particular fight, I never gave up because I knew. I didn't know things would happen like they happened, but... If, it didn't, if I didn't do that, none of this would have happened. So, I know Ken's more organized you know? than
1: me and he's smarter than me, but I jump all over the place. Talk about <laughs> that too. fight. Yeah, that's, that's right. Talk about the uh, first uh, fight. Talk about that whole thing, how you got the fight. I, just, I mean, just, just how it came because you had been fighting not for big money. Let's go right. right to it, right? Yeah,
0: exactly. So I hey, was, no. Ted, I was telling Mickey when we got in here that I remember specifically seeing him fight on TV at the Roxy in Boston. And, you know, I'm watching him. I know him from the prison. And then all of a sudden, I put on HBO one night and I say, what the hell? Mickey was fighting a Toro? guard. Oh, my God. I hope he doesn't get hurt. Mickey, oh, oh, a Toro guard. Oh, God. I hope he doesn't but get hurt. But it's not just that. It's to
1: jump up in purses. I mean, you yeah. were fighting for 5,000. I'm just using all yeah. the true yeah, numbers.
2: Well, that, that was a lot for me. Yeah. I mean- I, I, and then, at that time, five thousand was like a million.
0: Yeah, <laughs> but just <laughs> to give some context to like how big this fight was, right? Like right. you might have fought at the Roxy like month before. Now all of a sudden you're on HBO main event at H- uh on HBO against Atorol Guardian. I know Teddy had been advocating for a long time at HBO to like or, or with big t- bigger promoters to give you the bigger money fights and big TV fights. I know we've talked about it in the past, but talk about the fight and how it came to fruition and like the whole process. Right. In the well, I think it started from. Um I fought um, Jesse
2: Leah, and the fight went on three, four rounds or whatever, and, and uh, we they stopped on a cut, and so HBO I think gave Jesse me James Leah. Yes, so I think they gave me the Gaddy fight as a, you know, as a not a gift, but like saying okay, you know that we lost that fight. Yeah, we lost that fight. We're gonna we're gonna give you like a payback. We're gonna give you a money fight against Gaddy, the first one. I said we'll be a great entertainment because two guys that go at each other non for the fly. defense, yeah. right? And um, <laughs> so I was like, yeah, for sure, I'll do it definitely. What else? What do I got to lose? Well, I have nothing to lose, you know. And um, so they gave it to us and we trained that butt off. Where I I killed myself, running, sparring, every, everything, and um, uh, like I always did. And the fight happened and it became what it became. But
0: during the camp, were you working full time?
2: No, no, actually, I I. They gave me enough uh, expense money. I didn't have to work. Oh, you know what I mean? Ted, um,
0: because you
1: work on the yeah
2: work on the construction, putting, you
1: know, basically putting asphalt roads, asphalt,
2: right? uh, yeah, roads and stuff like that, curb, sidewalks, and all that. So um, yeah, I got time off. Of but that. through
1: most of your career, you worked. For yeah, the, I did. Uh, yeah, I worked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the point I'm making is that you went from fighting in Roxy, you went from, from fighting, fighting in Roxy for probably
2: whatever a few thousand, whatever it was, to making a. Uh, A million dollars in, like, four years or so. Oh, and this is funny. Teddy, one of my fights, I fought a kid. We got fight of the year on Ring Magazine. Uh, Manuel Mm -hmm. Augustus, Manuel Burton at the time. Yep. Fight was so good, Teddy. Screaming in the microphone. Anybody out there who's watching this fight, give this man a big money fight. I don't care who you are, what promoter you are, give this man a big money fight. And it just happened. And then it happened. So yeah. Teddy, well, thank you. No, well, uh, thank you. I, Teddy, I, Teddy I, was losing his breath. He screamed screaming so loud. I said, "Anybody <laughs> out there? Give this guy a goddamn big money. <laughs> <laughs> no, I wish. That, <laughs> he was like,
1: "I, wish I could do he, that." He, he, was, I he just, was all red and
2: everything.
1: <laughs> yeah, I was just, I was just trying to use my platform. To, you know, <laughs> it worked. I, I got. When I saw you, see, I saw you a lot of times. Mm-hmm. I caught a lot of your fights. And I, it was like, I was, I felt kind of like that guy in the movie that he opens the window and he tells everybody, just open your window and scream, I've had enough. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, like, I just felt like I had to open the window. I'm not going to take it anymore. <laughs> and I ain't going to take it no more. I, I just felt that, uh, that night watching mm-hmm. you. It wasn't that night. It was like, that was the culmination of mm-hmm. many nights I watched you and I called your fights. And I saw what you went through to get, to the victory, mm-hmm. to get to where you were going. And I knew what you were getting paid. Yeah. And and I'm like, wait a minute. I've had enough of this. Like, <laughs> like I, I, I can't take this no more. Yeah. So that night, I didn't Daddy even- it was almost blue in the face. I, I, <laughs> I, I, I didn't even- i seen it. I didn't even plan it. I didn't- yeah. I just- it just came out. I, I just said, like yeah. he said, but um, I, I screamed to HBO. I screamed to everybody. And I said, you guys- I'm you put the fans, all of us sick and tired of watching you put in these overpaid, uh, you know, overweight heavyweights in there for millions and millions of dollars because I knew what they were doing. They were putting Riddick Bowen and guys, and Riddick Bowen was tremendous, don't get me wrong, and Rock Newman did a tremendous job with him. But at that time, HBO was giving him $5 million a pop. To, to fight, you know, uh, to fight doormen, uh, <laughs> you know, and, and, and guys said that he was just destroying and he was getting paid all this money. The fans weren't getting none out of it. You know, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? HBO wasn't getting their money's worth, but they were putting the money out for it. So I said, Hey, why don't you change a little bit of pace here? Well, why don't you change up this, this plan a little bit, mm-hmm. uh, and give it to a couple welterweights. Junior welterweights, whatever you were at that time, what were you, welterweight or yeah, junior? Junior, my so, Yeah, career. junior welterweight. Give give a couple of smaller guys that put it all on the line. That give the fans what they're freaking looking for. Mm-hmm. G- give them one of those millions.
2: Yeah, exactly. Y- you yeah. know. Yeah,
1: and it happened. But you that fight, well, you you made it happen because of your history, and because of what you went through to get there. Right. But um, it didn't disappoint. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. You, you you think it didn't disappoint. That that's talk about that fight.
2: Yeah, well we we got the fight. Um obviously I was the underdog big time and you no, know, but I but I was fine with that because I was used to that role and did it help you be an underdog really? It did because you know why, Tony? There was no pressure on me, Ted. There was no pressure. People expected me to lose. They probably thought I was gonna lose, or they most definitely probably thought I was gonna lose. I knew in my heart I could win what's your way i could win i don't know but i knew i i knew i could win um i'm not a cocky person to say i know i'm definitely gonna win and i'm gonna knock this guy out and then not get didn't get beat i'm not that person i just i know inside i can win and i keep it there i don't have to talk about it i can talk nice about the guy shake his hand but i'll see him in the ring and be different you know and i know i could beat him and uh I knew it was going to be a tough fight. And I, Gary, I knew I was going to the hospital after. I knew that. I was either going <laughs> to stitches or something. No, thing.
1: seriously. Go back on that. You, you know going into the fight that you're going to wind up probably going Oh, to the shit, yeah.
0: Guarantee. You, you probably knew to land that punch, you were probably oh, going to have to well, take some of I mean, and get I, close.
2: I, that sounds crazy to think that, but I knew I was going to be getting, I was going to be in a war, you know what I mean? Yeah. And chances are, you're going to get cut or whatever, so pretty bad or whatever, so I didn't mind that either, but. Then the fight started, and then first few rounds, he boxing like, box like he, you know, he Teddy, Buddy McGret he got as a trainer, yeah. changed his whole style around and got him back to doing what he did when he was younger, box counter-punching things, and uh, he was doing good at that for the first few rounds, and then I caught up to him. I got to, I, I caught up to him, I, the pressure just
0: was I there put a moment on him. in the fight where you caught him with a body shot or, I think or a big it was shot? In the, I you think noticed? it was in the fourth round, or the the third or the fourth round, where it started to change. Caught could you see it in his face? Like, oh, I'm getting to him. I could tell he's hurt. Not really, because he kind of had hit it pretty good, you know. What is it
2: that you think was the
0: change? Like, what did you notice changing? Did he slow down? No, that body I was language,
2: just. No, I was just that I was just landing. getting to him more. Okay. And if I knew I can get to him, I knew I was physically stronger. Like. You know, uh, he might have had bigger legs than me, but my upper body was bigger. I believe, and I was more physically strong than him. And I just, I think I, I didn't overpower him, but I think I just was a lot stronger. You yeah, changed the course of the fight, right? And I, and by him hitting me so much and not hurting me, he <laughs> got disgusted and probably saying, "What the f have I gotta do to this guy." Yep.
1: But you also, you also made him start fighting your fight,
2: and that's that's, that's exactly right. right. And and. By me pressuring him out through the first four or five rounds, he started getting tired. His legs got tired because he probably didn't expect to go that long or whatever, mentally probably. already had to fight one, maybe. Who knows? Yep. So I caught up to him in the fifth, sixth round. Everything just changed. you know. So and Then it became what it became, crazy. Yeah. <laughs> so this is Mickey Wood. You, know, <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah you know, right. You know, in the press conference and stuff, you know. Yeah. Kinda, it's kind of like the Rocky movie with Apollo Creed. You know, they say, <laughs> I'm fighting some Italian stain or whatever. <laughs> what, what is an Italian stian? <laughs> What? And then all of a sudden it becomes what it becomes. Right. So this is an Italian stain. So this is Mickey Ward. <laughs> you yeah, know, yeah. at some point, yeah, yeah. at some point that happened.
2: Uh, yeah, it did. I believe it was like in the, from the fifth to the ninth round or tenth round, whatever. Yeah. Yeah, And everything just changed. And, uh, and our styles just meshed to, to make great fights, I believe, you know. Uh, mm. Because, you know, they became great fights. The first and third were fight of the year. And the second one wasn't so great for me, but uh, third either. But um, they were still very competitive fights, very. all three of them, you know. Are you kidding me? They,
1: yeah. they, and it wouldn't have happened without the effort of the first one. Exactly. Oh, yeah. And they, exactly. they got you something. Listen, we get to the point here. You yeah. know, it's part of it, right? It's a business. It is. They, they got you paid again.
2: They got me paid again. I got the money well, for the first one, the second one, a million dollars, and uh, wow, you know, after everything taken out from the trainers and everything. So. I mean, they they got you what
1: they mm-hmm. got you what you worked your whole life to get. Right. Yeah. You know, you didn't know if you were gonna get it, but you got what you deserve. Yeah. Yeah. Enough. I got it. Yeah. You um. Talk about that ninth round because, you know, for me to make a statement like it's one of the greatest rounds, if not the greatest rounds I've ever seen uh, in the history of the sport. See, I had the benefit of being up with Custom Auto where I got to watch the films of all the great fighters. Mm-hmm. You know, Big Fights Incorporated. That was Bill Caden and Jim Jacobs. Mm-hmm. Back in those days, it was 18-millimeter film and they would send it up and they would say keep it out of teddy's hands because he keeps breaking the film you know (laughs) (laughs) because because you're kidding me yeah (laughs) yeah no because because it's like do you know what these films are worth teddy do you know jimmy said the last one you sent back was missing like three (laughs) three feet of (laughs) really oh man (laughs) how much did he end up saying how much they
0: end up selling that library for
1: 80 million dollars to ESPN
0: and they're letting Teddy put it on a projector. (laughs) And I was
1: was in control of it. Think about it. That might be the greatest (laughs)
0: revelation we ever put on this show ever, (laughs) ever. So if you see a fight on an old fight on ESPN and it's missing around, it's Teddy did it. You see see the great Henry Armstrong.
1: He was one of the greatest of all. You see him, you know, in there with, with one of those great. Great fighters, and he's, and then all of a sudden, <laughs> it skips forward, you know. To, <laughs> three uh, yeah, three rounds. Yeah, you know, I did that. <laughs> uh, but no, but that, I got to see all these guys. So I have context, as they say. I know what to compare it to. When I saw that, it was like, oh, it was like reading a book. And it, it really was because there were different chapters. Right. You know, the, the the first chapter was about O'Toole Gaddy his mm-hmm. his life. Mm-hmm. You know, and then and then the middle chapters was started telling us about Mickey Ward and his life, mm-hmm. and then the later chapters started telling us about bothiers fighting for a new life, yeah, for a life that was created that night, yeah, on canvas in yeah. front of us, yeah, and and going to places that neither one of you to that point had been. Right. And finding out about yourselves. Right. So tell us just that, I got to hear about that round.
2: The ninth round? Yeah. The ninth round was tough. Um, it started out, I heard him at the end of the eighth round. Mm-hmm. ninth round comes out, bang, the, the bell rings and I went out back we had him Ted too. I knew he'd still be hurt and I had him against the ropes and I caught him and tapped to the head and ripped to the body and right under, right under his arm, right under his arm and um, he went down. He had a grimace on his face, and I'm like, "Yeah, he ain't getting up." I go, "No," I goes, "That's it. He ain't getting up." And he got. And up. most
1: people didn't get up from that. One hundred percent. The
2: liver. The liver shot. Yeah. Yep.
1: Because that stays
2: with you. Yeah, it lingers in there. Yeah, paralyzed. Mm-hmm. And he didn't get up. I was like, "Oh yeah, he didn't." I mean, he got. A, he, he was down, and I'm saying, "Don't get up." He get up. I'm like, "Oh shit!" So now we, he can. Then, he, then I go after him, and I almost fall down trying to go over to him, <laughs> trying to get to him. I almost fall on the ground. But I get him. Then I start ripping punches at him, and he's weathering the storm. Then I kind of said, whoa, if I blow my load now, right? <laughs> he's going to kind of know how he is. He's coming back at me. So I kind of like, he kind of starts taking over that round, and, and I go against the rope. But I could see every punch he was throwing at that point. I was catching everything because he was going wide. Yeah. And he's hitting He punching me on the hips more than he punched me anywhere. Mm-hmm. My hips are black and blue the next day. <laughs> and uh so I'm catching everything. I could see it. And then I switched it on him. Yep. And then uh, towards the, I got him in the corner right towards the end. I thought they were gonna stop it. I did too. And I thought they were gonna stop it so bad. 'Cause they were I thought they were rather to jump in and I thought Buddy was ready to throw it in. like I thought he was on the the corner, you know, he like on the yeah. ring ape ring apron to throw it in and um So I was like, Yeah, I'm like I'm still punching and then um bell rings, I go back to my corner and Buddy was like on the ring apron with the thing and I thought they'd stop it. But he had even told me that really? he was about to stop that fight, he was going to stop it. he was gonna stop the fight, but the bell rang, and the, he whatever he went down, and uh the fight went on, but I thought they had stopped it because they were in the everyone that went over to Toro's corner, yeah, and I thought they in all the commotion, I thought they had stopped it, so I get up and went, yeah, the fight's over. I'm like, yeah, I'm like a sign of relief I like, oh, f- excuse my language, <laughs> I'm like yeah, you know, um, it's yeah. over right. Sure. And Frank Cappuccino, the worst words I ever heard. no, nah, no, 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 no. Fight's not over. No, no, no. I'm like you son of a bitch. <laughs> right? like, you sob. He goes, get back in your corner. He goes, that fight ain't over. What's wrong with you? Oh my. what's wrong with me? I just got <laughs> yeah, hit I'm dead. And I'm the crazy. Now, now, from being tired from the punches, from you know, just being up on that emotional field, high but, and low. No, it's not. That must I have th- been that must no. have been hard to to. It was hard, but it wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't. No,
1: no, but but right. to, uh, I mean, the body does funny things. The mind does funny things. Mm. Like when you think it's over, you think it's over. It's like yeah, it like really- now now I can let go. Right now now now
2: I can I can let up. Right, and then you had to recalibrate, and and, and to go back out yeah. and in the fight. And I mean, and then I went out at him. I went right after him, and um, he boxed good, and then he started coming back at me. I'm like, what the. <laughs> Ooh, and you know it would up being a good tenth round he probably won it or whatever but you know luckily I got the, the decision yeah I,
1: I think that I remember that I mm-hmm. do remember that and I remember from a trainer's standpoint putting my trainer's hat on when I watched it I said this is going to be a problem for making the next round because I just know human nature Mm-hmm. I know what happens you was you were where you had to be, mm-hmm. and you weren't going from there. I mean you were where you had to be in that round, but then when they told you it was over, you let go I come uh, yeah, you let go I mean, like you said relief yeah. like it's over, thank good, and then they tell you it's not you have to get back and it, its it's kind of like it's like shutting an engine of a car off, you know in in the in the middle of the highway and <laughs> You you shut the engine of the car off, and then you got to start it again. I mean, that ain't On
2: the a s- cold night. On a cold <laughs> night. <laughs> on a cold <laughs> night.
1: That ain't yeah. that ain't <clears throat> the thing that you want to do. And it's not the easiest thing to do, to, to get that car started again. And um, that for me, that's why you lost the 10th round, because of that. It wasn't yeah. because of the punches thrown. Oh, it was right, because right. of the mental place that you left. Mm-hmm. And you had to get back to that place.
2: Right, yeah. Uh, and I just didn't didn't get back to it, but I too tried to put the pressure on this that. But he boxed very well last round.
0: He well, knew he, he had to stay. Testament right to how tough yeah. he was, because you put it on oh, him man, at that man. round. I mean, right. if Buddy McGirt's. He was, he was just pretty
1: remarkable. It. One thing about Gaddy, that I, we've seen a lot of tough guys, but one thing about him, he up to that point in his career, he had a uncanny ability to recuperate.
2: Yes, he had very very um. I don't know what it is in him, but he had um it's not I don't want to say human superhuman, but he had those crazy recuperating power. Like he I, I called him Jason, you know? <laughs> and I called him that when I when I go out with him here and there after and I have a few beers so I go, You know something? You'll just like Jason when I fought you. He goes, he had this squeaky <laughs> you know. Tell us <laughs> who Jason is so people know. He's talk. from um the movie, uh, yeah. you know the uh, Halloween, Halloween. Or whatever, yeah. yeah. When you can't kill,
0: ooh, yeah, with the, ooh, with the hockey keeps mask, up, ooh, <laughs>
2: keeps popping up in your face. That was him. Every time I put him down or put him down or whatever, I'd get up and fight hard. I'm like, you bastard. <laughs>
0: yeah, really. Yeah. One of the things that I liked about that the aftermath of that fight was the relationship that you uh, maintained with uh, Toro. Can you talk about your relationship with him and how it, um, the relationship after the first fight, and then how it, how the relationship was through the second and third fight? Right. There- well. And wait, you know,
1: one thing. Did it start, as legends have it, that it started in the uh, emergency room in the hospital, both of you on, on stretches?
2: Right. No, that happened in the third fight, that. Okay. But, um, well, we, we, we the, you know what? After the first one, we had mutual respect. Second one, mutual respect. You know, we respect each other. It didn't happen to the third. after the third fight. We both ended up in the emergency room together, and uh, my doctor that had came down. They used to stitch me up in the room and stuff. I couldn't, you know, I my my brain shifted the third fight, so I I had to go to the hospital. And um, Gaddy, they said we got someone here who wants to say hi to you, or whatever your buddy or whatever. I'm anyway, who's this? They put the curtain open and there was a twelve on a on a
1: stretcher
2: on a stretcher. He was getting stitched up.
1: Well, they were getting and ready the to the curtain in him. the hospital that separates you. Right? Yes, it's
2: in separators. the emergency room, yeah. I'm over here and he's over here. <laughs> The first thing they opened the curtain up is what he said to me. I'm all banged up and stuff, and he was not and as banged and up as me. You're laying on the stretcher, right? I'm, honestly, I'm on the bed, and he's on the bed. Yeah. But I'm only flat, and he's laying up like this. <laughs> so I was a little worse. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> the first thing out of his mouth, right, when he seen me, Ted, wasn't nothing like good fight, this, that. The first thing out of his mouth, Ted, I got goosebumps saying it. He was, Mick, you okay? And that and we became best of friends after that. That showed me like what a man, you know. they asked me after thirty rounds if I was okay, yeah, you know, and I and I I get goosebumps saying that. Yeah, that's how we became such good friends. But
1: if if you have heart, you have heart, right? Hundred percent, right? And yeah. the heart doesn't stop just in the ring. To have heart Right. in the ring, you have to have heart other places, right? Right. Yeah, and and that's. That's the extension of it. That's yep. that's the depth of it. Right. And, you know, it's it's a good story you, that you say that because I don't know any other place in life where one minute you could be doing what you two were doing to each other right, yeah. and the next minute you have complete love and respect because you know where you've been. Right, that's right, right. Yeah. You, You've been to places where other people couldn't
2: go. Right, exactly. Yeah. We've been to that place, that dark place where people are scared to go. You know, and uh, you know, a lot of times I wish that some of these,
1: uh, phony leaders of the world could just get in the ring with mm-hmm. each other. You know, some <laughs> of these politicians get in the ring with each other and then, then they might have a different outlook, uh, and different <laughs> sort of approach to things and a different respect for each other. Sure. You know, if they could, but they couldn't make that journey because they don't have the stuff probably to do that. Um, but, it does show you uh, what we talk about, you know, when when you talk about mutual respect and you talk about it in different places. Uh, nowhere does it show brighter or clearer than after two men do battle.
2: Right, you know. and You know, I, the best thing I get out of the whole thing was I got a friend for life, well, you know, until I get taken, but um, I got a friend for life for a while. I had a very close good friend that we – Try to kill each other and we became great friends, you know. And that's one of the best thing I got out of it.
1: I remember one time, and it's a great thing to get out of it, you know, you got some extra, uh, extra bonus. I remember one time mm-hmm. you came to one of my, uh, you come to my charity affairs all the time. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it was the golf or it was the dinner. It was probably the dinner, but you were funny. Because you've because no just because you're such a good person, <laughs> you you got a great sense of humor. Besides everything else, <laughs> and somebody was talking to you, and for just a split second, like I do, you uh, you you've, you forgot what it was you were thinking about, and mm-hmm. you, and what did you say? You said
2: thanks, Otoro.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, you got me again. Every time I forget something, oh, thanks
0: again. <laughs> 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 That's one of the things that I wish that they had covered in the fight. Mm. And I know the movie, The Fighter, star Mark Wahlberg, Christian Bale, playing your brother Diggy, was about your relationship with your brother. But one of the things that I wish that they had cover covered, or if they make The Fighter Part 2, that they get into the relationship with Gotti and the battles and the mutual respect and the relationship you developed afterwards. What were your injuries after that fight? I think you had a... a, a was it a d- detach retina? No, no. Just I to had put it a, into no, perspective no, um, for people,
2: I had uh, my brain had shifted in my skull, and it for my eye muscles to go out of whack. Like it happens, I can believe it happens when you get in a car accident, you fall on the stairs, bang your head. My, I got my brain shifted so hard over that I was seeing double, mm-hmm. and um, so I had to go in a year, uh, almost a year later, and they had to cut the eye muscles in here and pull them and even everything off, so.
0: That just—I you know, I wanted to cover that just to give context and perspective to like how vicious mm-hmm. these battles were. I mean, they were crazy. Yeah. You don't hear about many fighters. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. people get hurt, but you don't hear too often something like that—that—that that, right. that extent. Right. Plus,
2: I got the CT. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I'm actually donating. I'm in the uh, study with Dr. Robert Cantu, Chris Nowinski from Boston Medical BU, um the Brain Bank. I'm donating my brain when I pass so they can uh, study the effects of concussions
0: bottom of my spinal cord not surprising you've been a, a special a person, person always Thank not you. surprised to hear Thank that
1: you are, you are a special person I want to go to a fight for me that was you know we just talked about these magnificent fights these battles mm-hmm. that are historic right um but it's the ones that maybe people don't see on HBO it was on ESPN though yeah and um that they don't hear about and they don't read about but without them you don't get to the hbo million dollar fight 100 percent, right i want to talk about to me was one of the greatest fights we ever had on espn and it was against a guy named emmanuel augustus yeah Uh, emmanuel burton uh, emmanuel burton and he changed his name to emmanuel augustus right and he was one of the most toughest but also most entertaining fighters I oh, think right. we've ever had, you know, alongside with you being one of those. And it was on ESPN. We used to do fights up at the Hamptons. Hampton Beach. Hampton <laughs> Beach. Or once <laughs> a big year. Difference. The <laughs> <laughs> big
0: difference. Uh, slightly. Big difference. Big yeah, difference.
1: Yeah, yeah. Not Caesar's Palace.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, That's no, where uh, Mick and I uh, were yeah. spending our childhood, yeah, the yeah. Hamptons yeah. in New Hampshire. Yeah.
1: yeah. And... um. We would do, ESPN would contract to do one fight every, what was it, July? Every July, yeah Every July. And let me tell you, it was an old ballroom that Mm -hmm. um, was no air conditioning. Exactly. (laughs)
2: And it was packed, and it was hot. It and It very, was very hard. Some people were drinking, lunches. and and a lot of <laughs> drinking. There were better fights in the in the crowd than it was yeah, at night. That's and, right. And probably
0: we, a lot of cigarettes being smoked I, in I, the arena.
1: And when we would do Crazy. these shows, everybody looked forward to it because it yep. was going to be a special show, and Mickey Ward was going to be on the card. And this night it was Mickey Ward and Emmanuel Burton at the time, yep. and um, nobody quite knew what they were about to be in for <laughs> <laughs> when when that night started. Talk about yeah.
2: that night. And that night, that Emmanuel Burton, Emmanuel Augustus. If he is not the most, un, I'm not gonna say he's. It he was such deservingly, so much better than what they said he was. He was so much more of a fighter than they said he was. Such a, you know, to me, he was a really good guy. After, um, you know, he just. Well, he was a good guy. He was a great guy. He, uh, great. I mean, he might have been one of my toughest fights in my whole life if not the toughest, to be honest with you. Um, I know my total fights were tough, you know. Of course. But this kid here, um, Emmanuel Augustus, he was as tough, it's not tougher than anyone I've ever fought. He hit me in places in the belly. I've never been hit before. <laughs> Seriously. And I never, I wasn't hurt till where I had to go down, but I felt like I had to shit my pants a couple of times. So he <laughs> hit me. I'm like, oh, you bastard. Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm like, ooh. Yeah, you like, know what I mean? I'm uh, like, ooh. I heard you know, like little aggravating punches, not ones that gonna go down. And kill. Um, but he, you know, breathing the wrong way or whatever it was in the solar plex and stuff. He just had that herky jerky, and he was good. He was. He was very awkward. Very awkward, just good fighter. And uh, you know, I wish he had gotten more credit than than he had gotten. I agree. Because he is, he was a great, great fighter, and he just fought over his not over his head, but he fought out of shape a lot. I don't think in shape. I don't think I think he would have been top five three-fighter in the world, or, or maybe even a world champion, without a doubt.
1: He did get that one big fight. Do you remember? He got the fight with Mayweather.
2: Yes, and, yeah. and, and, and Floyd said up to that point yeah. was his toughest fight he's ever had. He yeah. sure did say that. You know, and that's something that's for Floyd Mayweather fl- to say.
1: That's quite a statement. Right. That is, for Floyd Mayweather, the, one of the great defensive fighters of our era. Exactly. To say that. But that was some fight.
2: Yeah, I mean, that was tough. He was just... He he
1: was every hard to hit. Every time you thought you had him, in the first round you thought you had him, right? Oh yeah, I,
2: I <laughs> threw. I don't know how I threw a thousand punches in the fight, or twelve hundred <laughs> or something. I don't yeah. know
1: what it was, but. And then he just came back. And he, he I did, threw that he
2: many punches, it. and he landed more.
0: <laughs> how the, How does that?
2: Well, no. to put it
0: in perspective, <laughs> if you said that's your tight, toughest fight, and we just talked about the, um, Alfonso Sanchez fight where the, basically the commentators were calling for someone to save you from yourself mm-hmm. to say that this other fight was tougher is saying a lot because yeah. that Al- Sanchez fight was, mm-hmm. I mean, you, w- one or two more punches, they you around your corner, oh, yeah. could easily stop that. So,
2: oh, 100%. that's saying a lot. Yeah. No, and the thing about, you know, Not his corner. His corner wasn't going to stop. Oh, yeah, no. Dickie, you know, (laughs) you have to have a toe tag on me before you stop with him.
1: (laughs) We love Dickie, but, but, you know, the truth is the truth. (laughs) (laughs) He's he's here somewhere. Oh, yeah. Ah, oh, he wasn't going to stop that. I just grabbed him <laughs> He would have told said, him Ricky could come back like, oh, yeah. you know, like, like The Walking Dead. Yeah. And, and he, <laughs> I'd he be like say, Thriller on Michael Jackson. You <laughs> know? like he walk, Yeah, yeah you go know. and he'd
2: say, <laughs> jump up and down, man. Yeah, yeah. Tell, but, tell him that story. Well, and, and it worked, though. Um, yeah, it did and, work. It, you know, I, um, I fought Reggie Green, another tough, tough oh, fight for my God. Another we did very, that on very, TV. very tough fight for me. Brutal, I mean, brutal fight. Brutal. He That kid was... Top three th- could have been a world champ he was a world champ by my eyes uh he didn't win the title but I thought he did but I get sued. Sean B. Mitchell. Yeah. You know. He got robbed, right? Well they say that I seen the fight. He's, I thought he won. You thought he won. Yeah. It was a draw, right? Yeah, draw. Yeah. But um he was, uh, was su- such a good fighter. Um and I he, I ended up stopping him in the tenth round, but he beat me up a lot in that fight. He um yeah, he dropped and almost dropped me, he um like if the ropes weren't there, I would have been out on the on the highway behind the building. <laughs> it hit me so hard, um I got a ton of stitches in my lip from that punch and I got a, a cuts here, cuts there. And I finally caught up to him in the tenth round and stopped him, but um he wasn't
1: Tell him about when you came back to the corner after hit oh, that Oh, that's up. right. Ah.
2: <laughs> so I come back to the corner after he had hurt me. And I was like, I was on like, oh my God, I'm out of it. So Dickie, instead of sitting me down, he has me jumping in the corner, get my legs under me. You know, he's he's bounce, 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 gay legs, gay legs, gay legs, get get the, 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 everything flowing. Then he sat me down and told me what they're doing. I didn't hear it. I didn't hear it. Let's also quickly remind me. Remind everyone. No, 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 no. Remind everyone have, how hit him if he did. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's true. Yeah. Remind everyone how good Dickie Dick was as a fighter himself. Did not he fight? Um, was it Sugar Ray Leonard at the Garden?
2: At uh, Hines Auditorium in Boston. I okay. Fought
0: him. Yeah. I, he,
2: like, he was a good, good fighter. If he ever <laughs> he trained. Sugar Ray Leonard. Yes, yeah, he's he was good. A very good, great fighter. If he ever trained. Yeah. If yeah. He trained, it, but he never trained. <laughs> you know, and he was such talented, yeah. such talented. It's yeah, it was, just a shame. He's a good yeah. boxer. Maybe yeah, maybe. yeah
1: yeah you know let's visit that that green fight for a minute mm-hmm. because again i I broadcast the fight, yes, and um you were getting hit from pillar to post, is that fair to say like they i mean he was yeah. i mean he was that fight there were spots where you could have made an argument almost to stop it, i mean yeah. I mean, he was catching you some, and he was a really good fighter, as you yeah. just said.
2: He was sharp, very sharp, and, uh, and you know, he know where to p- place his punches as well.
1: But you, you were always there, always there, always there, always there. But it was, it, it's fair to say it's a one-sided fight of, uh, pretty that, much, yeah, at that point. And yeah. I think it was, what'd you say, 10th round it was the 10th round. 10th and it's round like 30 seconds. Pretty, yeah, it was pretty bad and all one-sided. I don't think anybody would have, Came in there and say, you know, Mickey, uh, Mickey's having a good day, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right? Mickey and, was in a one sided fight yeah, and you know, came back. And I was like, I never hospital. heard that. One. It was, <laughs> but all, I remember calling that fight. And I remember the guy with me was, uh, you know, everybody's sentiment was this fight is over. You know, Mickey, Mickey's going to lose this fight, and it it could even be possibly get to a point where it gets stopped. And I remember saying on the air, I thought in my head first, and then I remember saying him on the air, no, it's not, because I know what I know what this guy's got inside him, and I know the punch that he has. Mm -hmm. It's a pretty special left hook to the body, and. If he just changes the direction of it a little bit, you know, just just the trajectory of it. He, you were throwing it this way, you mm-hmm. know, the conventional way. Yeah. You're throwing it like that. And I said, if he just changes the trajectory of it and throws it this way, it'll yeah. get inside the elbow where Green's keeping his elbow. Mm-hmm. And it'll be able to score. And it seemed like five seconds, like yeah. after those words came out of my mouth, Bang! Yeah, see, you, I heard you. <laughs> you, see? you you hit him that left hook right. in the body, and the fight changed. I mean, yeah. it was your fight all of a sudden. Right. It
2: went from his fight, completely his fight. Mm-hmm. Can can you take us from that point? Yeah, well, I, the fight was just about over. Um, you know, as far as scorecards, you know, I need a knockout big time. Yeah. But again, I was cut I'm, under my lip. Under I mean, over my lip. Oh, in my lip and under my eye, I was cut, bleeding a lot. I was bleeding in my mouth the whole fight, and I kept trying, 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 and I finally caught up to him. But I, you know, I just, I, I needed a knockout to win, and I just, I just didn't give up on myself again. Just kept pushing. But it was through. more than
1: but Mick, It was more than that.
2: It I was just, about intelligence. It was about yeah, innate intelligence. If I know I can catch him downstairs and bring his hands down a little bit, I can come back up to the head. Yeah. And that's what happened. I. But don't. what
1: made you change to
2: because really you were you were throwing a left yeah. to a body, but it was well, getting Well, what bad. I was doing was I was I think I was throwing it too wide, yeah. wide. And I was getting there off his elbow and going yeah. to the back of him. Yeah, you were catching. So him, I switched like it up. and Instead of bringing it here, I bring it more like, like into an the uppercut liver, almost, like yeah. an uppercut, yeah. a hook uppercut. Yeah. And place it right in uh, the liver. It was not outside of his elbow, but inside of his yeah. elbow. Yeah. yeah. And I landed it and. And I landed and um, that started. Credit, then I hit him with a hook to the head, and that's when his legs went. But to your credit, under all that pressure, right,
1: all those punches, all those rounds, that you were still able to think clearly enough
2: mm. to do that. I think it's instinct, pretty much. You know what you just do, and I just—I guess
1: I don't think there's any such thing as a lucky punch. Right. Would, you, would you agree with me? No, if you throw a uh,
2: bomb, maybe in the first round. something. I got you. Uh, Yeah, but but but
1: but when these guys land, like you landed that punch, it Mm -hmm. wasn't a lucky punch that finally landed. No, I I had thrown that all night because all night long you and and then you made it. You had to switch, like George Foreman. Even though I hate to go to this place, but when he caught my guy, Mm -hmm. which you know.
0: The great Michael Morrow. Yeah,
1: I mean, mm-hmm. we were heading a fight. We won every round. Right. Every minute of every round. <laughs> and then people said afterwards to kind of take away from George, you know, he, he made history. What yeah. oh, is he, 45 years old? Special, special man. And he, he finally caught my guy, and people said, oh, it was a lucky punch. No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. It was all his experience to set that punch up. Right. To go through fire. Mm-hmm. That he had to go through all mm-hmm. night, yeah. and to have the experience, and the mind to be clear enough after all that, right. to to move him where he had to move him, right. because what he did was I kept telling Michael to move this way, you know, to his right, away from the right hand, because mm-hmm. George was trying to land the right hand, right. But what George did, everyone said, oh, he moved the wrong way. Well, what George did was he threw a left hook to, to bring him, him back into to bring it. him back here. Right. So it wasn't a lucky
2: punch. He set that up. He set it up, and mm-hmm. you set up that. Well, by doing it all night, I like you said, yeah. I mean, look, I look at it that way. It's true. You know what I mean? I had to like open that, but I had to get that arm, of his elbow, to be more outside than more inside. Yeah. Because I was coming off his elbow and it hitting his like his liver, not his liver, his arm. Kidney back there, yeah, whatever, yeah. and whatever I can hit, I'm gonna hit. You know, so. It matter. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> so I did like going more in the inside of that elbow, and then it worked and it helped. I mean, it caught him, and then he went. His arm went down, and caught him in the chin. Then another hook on top of the head, and he went down.
1: I'll finish for myself with this. It's been a great talk with you, but take I'll finish thing. for me. So and then kind of take it, take it where he wants to take it. And bring it home, but I remember there's not a lot of good, real boxing writers left in the sport anymore. There's a couple, but back in those days, you still had newspapers covering covering the sport. Yes. Nowadays, it's all internet stuff. Right. You know, you heard about that place called the Internet? Like, <laughs> I heard about I, it. I'm I, not good I, on it, but yeah, I I, I, I've, I heard that there's a thing out there called the internet. <laughs> <laughs> and and you know I'm a little primitive and but there were still boxing scribes boxing writers in, in big papers and real boxing writers you know guys that paid their dues guys that really knew the sport and one of them you know was up from your place i wrote for the boston globe at the time his name was ron borges ron Borges, a very good friend yeah and and you know he was for me he was one of the best writers in the business yes. if not the best so anyway he's covering the sp- he's covering it and he witnessed your fight that that fight so afterwards he he says i wanted he calls me up he's friends with both of us yeah he calls me up and he says ted i'm on a deadline here i i gotta get my story and i i need something from you Uh, i tell me to me we we just we saw something unusual tonight i said Yeah, I think that's fair. He said, can you put it into perspective for me? Can you give me something to, to to get this story out there? And I just, I said, yeah. Uh, He, he said, go ahead, give it to me. What, What, what would you give me if you, if you gave me something about what we saw tonight? I said, you know, it's like the first time that you're taking your kid to the zoo. Do you remember the story? Yes, I do. And it's like the first time you're taking your kid to the zoo and your kid's all excited and he's been hearing about it, he's been hearing about it, he's been hearing about it, he's going to see the lion. And he's never seen a lion before. He's never seen a lion before. He's heard about it. He's heard the, the, the king of the jungle, the lion, the proud lion. And you take your kid, and he's all excited. You you walk, you pay for it, you walk through the gate, and you you're starting to walk down, you know, to the birds and to you know the alligators and to all the different things and the gazelles and everything else. And then all of a sudden, you're starting to get around the corner, and you're getting around near where the lion cages. And just as you're making the turn, just before you get there, you're about to look. You're about to see it and all of a sudden you, you hear, ah, <laughs> you, you hear this roar <laughs> and nobody's got to tell the kid what that is. <laughs> that's the lion. <laughs> and, and you and you see, you say, there's no, I, even though he's never seen it before, he knows what that is. It's mm-hmm. the lion. Mm-hmm. It could only be the lion. And I said to him, that's what you saw. Have you never went to a fight before? If you never saw what a fighter looks like, what a fighter acts like, what a fighter breathes like, what a fighter behaves like, what a fighter is, what a champion's heart is, you didn't have to go to any other places. You didn't have to read any ring magazine books. All you had to do was walk in that arena and see Mickey Ward. And immediately you said, that's a fighter
2: uh uh-huh. that's good. thank you ted thank you and that's you
0: thank you man appreciate it and it's pretty apropos that that's what they called the movie based on your life the fighter And that's probably a good place to leave off i don't think i can top that teddy's yeah. a hard act to follow but i just want to say thanks for being with us mick appreciate thank it. you guys i appreciate it really really appreciate looking you, forward to this and i know the people are going to love it so um Thanks a lot. Thanks for joining, everyone. Please uh, feel free to share the link, leave a comment, and uh, thanks for the continued support. Peace. All right. Thank you, guys. Thank you.